You may have noticed, and you may not have noticed, we've kept the kids in this morning um, because, so last week was supposed to be, or it was, a fifth Sunday, fifth month, no, fifth Sunday month, five Sunday month. Did, did that make any sense? Doug, if it makes sense to you, okay. So right now we have a, a vision, a plan to do family services every month where we have a fifth Sunday. So on the fifth on a fifth Sunday, the kids will be in with us, and we're going to do a family service, which means we're going to do some things with kids, all right? Uh, and one of those things that we want to do is one of our all-time favorite things from COVID. I said nobody ever, right? Nobody ever said anything all-time favorite from COVID. But one of our all-time favorite things from COVID, kids, what is it? Box! All right. Thank you, Amelia. You would think that we practice this at home. But we didn't. So this is the mystery box. So kids, let's all shout like Amelia did, the mystery box. You, ah, yes. Thanks, guys. This is awesome. So what the mystery box is, if you weren't with us during COVID, is a, a box, obviously, and within the box is a mystery. And one of the kids in our church fills the mystery box and brings it up here and puts it on the stage. And the person who is responsible for taking the mystery box has no idea what's in here, which is me today. I have no idea what is in this box. And my job is to open this box and to take out whatever object is in here, which is hopefully not going to bite me or spit something on me or hurt me in any way. And then I'm supposed to I'm supposed to bring a biblical and interesting, kids-friendly, little short message from it. Like what God might say to us through whatever object is in this box. Simple enough, it is very nerve-wracking, just so everybody knows. So kids, are you ready to see what's in here? Are the kids that filled this box in the room right now? Kids, are you in this? If you were the kid that filled this box, would you make a really loud noise? You can do it. I see you. Oh, there you are. I didn't see you there. Maybe a little louder, a little louder. Can you say it a little louder? There you go. This is the child who filled the box, all right? And I was told that she said, I'll never get it. Okay, so here we go. We're going to find out. Are you ready? She is so excited. Are you excited? I think. Oh, it's a T-shirt. with a unicorn on it. And it says, born to sparkle. My big question about this object is why it isn't in my size. <laughs> Would that be weird if I wore a unicorn t-shirt to church? Yeah, totally good, totally especially if I wore this particular one. Oh, it'd look really good. Born to sparkle and a unicorn, you know what? I think this little message here is probably the message from, from Jesus for us today. Born to sparkle. Stalling. What? Stalling. No, I'm not stalling. I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain actually for, for a scripture passage. I'm racking my brain for a scripture passage. And the one that always comes to mind is Genesis. So I'm trying to think of some other place. So there's this passage that many of you will know, and the kids probably have it memorized, and I know most of the adults do, and it's because when we go to football games, they, people hold it up at the end zone, and it's John 3.16. God so loved the world, 
right? That first part, the so loved. We, we go on with the rest of it, that he gave his son, you know, that we wouldn't have to perish or die. But the first part, that God so loved the world, is so important because we are, as our sermon series says, the beloved. We are beloved children of God. We were born in the very beginning, and we came out, and God said, I love this one, before it did anything, before it ever sparkled, before it ever came to life, before it ever did anything worthy of being loved, I, I love you. And God still says to people like Doug and, and myself and Jan, who are at the other end of the spectrum, right, guys? Like, he looks at us and he's like, oh, man, when you came out, you were loved, but here you are at the other end of the spectrum, you're getting a little older, your knees are hurting a little bit, and you've made some mistakes in your life, but I still love you. And you still sparkle to me because you are my beloved child. We were born to sparkle with God's love for other people. From the very beginning, God loves us. And until the very end, no matter what happens, we are beloved because, because, that's it. Because God loves us. Isn't that amazing? That is the mystery box today. That was a kind of hard one. And I almost was stumped. And I probably could have gone a lot of other places with unicorns, but... The fact that Jesus loves you is enough. Noah's Ark. There was no unicorns on Noah's Ark. Oh, but I forgot about the unicorns in the Bible. I could have gone there, too. There are unicorns in the Bible. We talked about that. All right, so today, that was the mystery box. And uh, there you go. I'm keeping the shirt, by the way. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, it was a, a, that's what you call a smattering of applause. That's okay. Uh, so Heidi, Pastor Heidi, I call her Heidi because I'm married to her. Uh, Pastor Heidi, for the kids, is going to come and, and do a little teaching, and we're going to do some fun stuff with our fingers today. And adults, this is not just for kids, it's for you too. It's just so don't go, oh, this is for kids. Uh, this is going to be awesome. So here's Heidi. All right. Um, just for a moment, and then I'll move it. So while we had COVID, the kids were with us every week. And um, it was good. They can be a little squirrely, right? And they can move around and make a little bit of noises. However, I, I think that it's important for us to have them with us to remind ourselves that we are all part of this community. We are all part of this family. Um, and I just think as we get older, those of us who don't have little kids anymore, I think we need to remember to be patient and to put up with or to embrace the noises. Does that make sense? So I think I get used to, I don't have it anymore, and so it's distracting, whereas when you have the kids. So I'm just saying, those of us who don't have little people anymore, let's extend a lot of grace to the little people in the room because we want them here. Um, I was reading not too long ago in the scriptures and something caught my eye that I hadn't noticed before while I was looking. So when we talk about Jesus being angry, when we talk about Jesus getting angry in the Bible, and we often point to the story of the, the, the temple, the temple. Like we go to that, like that's our picture. But I was reading and I noticed that Jesus got really angry and upset when the disciples wouldn't let the kids come near him and it made him angry and he said no he like stopped he told the disciples no no I want the kids to come and be with me I think in our culture we're not totally unlike that time and we're like let's let's always send the kids 
away. And there's spaces, right, for all of us to learn at our own levels and stuff. There's time, right? We need to learn. But we're going to, as a community, a few times a year, not a lot, just a few times a year, we're going to all do church together. So this is, this is going to be our first one, and it's going to be shorter than normal. Um, my sister actually said her church has been doing this for a long time, and she said that her husband, when he does these sermons, everyone actually prefers them because they're short, and they actually can remember them. She goes, if we're just honest, they're the sermons that we really remember. Um, and she goes, we really like it. So, so here we go. So I'm going to try something, and we're going to see how it goes. So I'm going to invite the kids up to be with me on the stage. Do you want to come? Okay, so come on up, big kids. Um, okay, and so I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna even ask my middle schoolers, can you come on up? Because you can show them, you don't have to, but you could come on up and just show them how to sit, right? Like as an example, so sixth graders, you could come on up and just, you don't have to, but you're invited. I've been trying to figure out, am I gonna just sit on the floor? When I teach Sunday school, I sit on the floor. I sit right down on the floor with the kids, and I sit crisscross applesauce because I want to look. So come on up, sit around, sit by me, sit by me. And then if you have a really little one and they need a little, you have permission to come up and sit with them. So, all right, I'm going to see, I'm going to see how this goes, see how I can do this. This is a new one for me. So, um, I've been telling stories for a long time. I love to tell my kids stories when we would go camping. My, one of our favorite pieces is the kids would be like, make up a story, make up a story. And they would actually get excited to go to bed because I would tell a story. And then we would tell the story the next night and the next night. So this is something I really like to do. So I'm going to retell the story of Luke 18. So it's not going to look exactly like if you read it, like you've heard it before, but I think it's close enough. Okay. So I'm going to take this story from the book of Luke. So it goes Matthew What's next? Mark, Mark Luke. Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke. And these are the stories of Jesus. These are probably my favorite books of the Bible because they just keep introducing me to Jesus. So here's mine for today. See? Right here. Luke 18. And here's how the story goes. So some stories that Jesus tells, I heard decades ago. That means 10, 20, 30 years ago. And if I'm really honest, some of them I still don't quite understand. If we're really honest, you read it and you're like, I think I get it. But this parable, this story is different because Jesus actually tells them. It's different. He tells them the point. He tells them why he's going to tell them the story. And he says, I'm going to tell you the story to, to tell you why you need to always pray and not to lose heart. So he tells them at the beginning. A lot of times he doesn't tell us why. So... I heard this story a long time ago. Jesus told this story. I heard it decades ago. So once upon a time, a long time ago, in a kingdom far, far away, there was a judge. It was a judge. And when I think of a judge, I think of a person with what color hair? White. white. I often think of a person with white hair. I think of a person who's very fair. I think of a person who's very just. I think of a person who's very smart. They know how to make good decisions. So some of you guys might be thinking, I don't even know what a judge is. So a judge is a person when you have a problem, when you have a dispute, when you have a disagreement, you come to them and you expect them to help you. 
You expect them to make really good choices and to help you. It does not always happen, but that is your expectation. So once upon a time, in a land far away, there was a judge. And this is what is said to this judge. This judge was neither, he neither feared God, nor he had any respect for people. That is not what you're looking for in a judge. He didn't even, you know what it means to not respect people. You've lived long enough, you've been not respected by people, right? You know what that means. But what does it mean when he didn't fear God? This is what it means. It means he didn't care what God said or thought. So God said to the judges, when people come to you, you need to look out for them. You need to look out for their best interests. You need to be taking care of them. And this judge said, I don't really care. I don't really care. So here's what happened. One day, a lady came to him. This lady's husband had died. And she came to the judge and she said to him, I'm not being treated fairly. I am not being treated justly. My husband died and his boss will not give me any money and I cannot survive. And you're thinking, oh, the judge is going to feel really terrible about this. The judge is like, let me help you. I am there for you. And he said, I don't even care. Go away. She's like, no, no, I think you don't understand. I am not getting any money. I can't eat. And he's like, go away. Don't bother me. Next. So she goes home and her neighbors come out to greet her because they knew she was going to go see the judge. And they're like, what happened? She's like, you know what? He's absolutely terrible. He's just as terrible as everybody said. He wouldn't even let me speak. And they're like, I'm so sorry. What are you going to do? She's like, well, I'm going to have to go back. I have to go back. If I don't go back, I'm not going to eat. I won't be able to survive. So she waits until she can, and then she goes back. She goes up to the judge, and she says, you probably remember me. He's like, no, I don't, I don't remember you. She's like, okay, well, I need to get some money to live. My husband has died, and his employer owes me thousands of dollars and will give me nothing. And he's like, boy, I must be lame. Sorry for you. Goodbye. She's like, I can't believe it. And she's like, but people, you don't understand. She's trying to, he's like, just, just get her out of here. Next. So she goes home. And that night, once again, her neighbors, knowing that she was going to go see the judge, come over. And they say to her, so what happened? She's like, he won't listen to me. And they're like, I'm really sorry. Do you want us to like, you know, I don't know, we could come with you. What are you, what are you going to do? And she says, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back until he gives in. He's going to be so sick and tired of me. I'm just going to keep going back. She's known as being very persistent. Persistent. Sometimes persistence annoying, right? But in this case, well, that's what she was going for, right? She's like, I'm going to annoy him until he gives me what I want. So she goes back, and you know the story. And he says, no, no. I'm not going to, I'm going to give you nothing. Go away. I don't care about some woman who doesn't have food. Leave. And she comes back and she comes back and she comes back. And finally, because he cannot stand to have her come again. He says, fine, I will talk to your, his employer and I will get you your money. And I never want to see you again. And the woman's like, yes and I never want to see you again. But she's like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I'm sitting there and I'm listening to Jesus tell this story and I'm thinking, is he saying that God is like this unjust, 
unfair judge. I was like, why in the world is he telling us this story? And then I remembered something as I was sitting there. I remembered another story that I had heard Jesus share, not too long before this. And it was a story where they said that God was a good father and actually wants to give us good gifts. And I was like, so I'm not following the connection here. If God wants to give me good gifts, God wants to give me what it says is the Holy Spirit, then this something's not connecting. And then as I was sitting there, I was thinking, isn't it amazing how much the brain can just go and go and go while you're sitting somewhere? I was thinking that my dad likes to give me good gifts. My dad really likes to give me things that I want, even now that I'm all grown up. So I was thinking, so I don't think that God could be the unjust father. Doesn't your dad like to give you good gifts? Wouldn't he rather give you something that you really, really want? And I was like, that's what God is supposed to be like. And then Jesus brought me back and I was back in there. And he said, God is the opposite. God is the complete opposite of this unjust, unkind judge. God wants to answer your prayers. God wants to answer what you need. The Father wants to invite us and encourage us to pray. He's the opposite of this unjust judge. He was saying, even if this unjust judge will give you what you want, how much more will God give you what you want? I was thinking, why would, why would Jesus tell us these stories? Why would he have to remind us to ask God? Why? I've been thinking about it for a while now. Why does God have to remind us to ask? And I think I have a reason why. I think because we just live our life and try to do things on our own and just make it work. I think we think, I can do this. I can make this happen. And I think we just don't ask at all. I think we forget to ask. We think if I just work really hard, if I just work a little more, I can make this happen. And so I think Jesus is saying to him, I would like you to ask me. I care about you. You can ask me. I was thinking there's a lot of stories in the Bible where Jesus says to somebody, he looks them in the eye. Jesus looks them in the eye and he says to them, what do you want? What do you need from me? Jesus looks at him and says, what do you need? What do you really want from me? So today, for us, I want us and the adults in the room to ask. I think sometimes we just live life. We just keep going day after day and saying, I'm a good father. I would like to give you good things if you'd ask. You just have to ask. So I brought something today for us to write something on. I made something with a little help. I made some leaves. They're very cool. And we're gonna write on them what we need. We're gonna write on them what we really want and need God to do for us. We're gonna pause and we're gonna imagine that Jesus is looking at us like he looks at the people in the Bible and he says to them, what do you need me to do for you today? You can write one word on your leaf. You could write a sentence. If it's kind of private and we're going to have them out for everybody, you can write a word. 
so that you know what it means. And we're going to hang them on these trees. Did you see these trees when you came in? Did you notice them? You're like, wait a minute. We don't normally have trees inside of our church. Yeah. And I want to tell you, it took us a long time to put these trees up. Me and five men. There you go. But look at them. So we're going to hang our leaves on these trees. We have two. One, two. And you have to put them on gentle or they might fall over. But I was thinking, we'll put these on here. And I think they will remind us when we come in on Sundays that every single person in this community is equal. We all have needs. We all have something that we need and want God to do for us or someone we really, really care about. And I was thinking when we come in and we see them, we're going to leave them up for a few weeks, we can remember to pray, to remind us, like when I see this, oh yeah. And it can remind us to pray for the community. It can remind us that every person in this space has something that they want and need God to do for them. So over there are my leaves. I have a lot of them. I have two for each person in this room, little people and big people. So two, and I have string. So you need two leaves, two pieces of string, and I have quite a few pens. And I want to give us time to really think about and see what we're really longing. I love that word, longing God to do for us really deep down. Like, what do I want God to do for me? And then once you've had time to pray and to think about it and give yourself time, you can come and very carefully, maybe let your parents help you. That'd be great. Put a leaf up on our tree. So I'm going to let you guys help me hand them out. Does that sound like a good idea? I thought, let's have the kids help me hand them out. Okay, so... Oh, look, at, he's going to bring it over. So I was thinking, who would like to help me? Because I don't think everybody can help me. Okay, so Parker, will you hand out two strings to people on this half? Okay, Parker. Scarlett, will you hand out strings to two people on, to two people, to people on this side? So two of them. How many do you guys, does everybody get Scarlett? How many does each person get? Thank you. Nice, Garrity, too. Good listening. Okay, Lexi, you want to help? Okay, so Lexi, you give everybody on that side two leaves. Garrity, you want to help? Okay, Garrity, everybody, where your dad's sitting, that section right there, you see your dad? That section, you give everybody how many leaves? You're a good listener, too. Okay, go for it. Caleb, you get the section where your family's sitting. And Peter, you get the section right here two leaves. So grab them. I'm sorry, not everybody. Okay. So Peter and Caleb, and then you can go find your parents. If they need a pen, they're up there. I have lots of pens. And I invite you, think about it, adults. What do you, what do you need? What are you asking God for right now? As we see the leaves, May they remind us to ask God and not be silent. May this space be a place where we can ask God what we need because he wants to answer us. He wants to um, be there. 
I think that Jesus reminds people to ask because we sometimes go through life just trying and trying to get by on our own. And we don't have to. We don't have to. We are a community with needs because we're human. We have things we need. No one is without need of help. And let's be a people who pray for one another. You can even pray for the people who sit by you week after week when you come in as you get to know them. Like the lady who always sits beside me, God, be with her. Walk with her this week. Speak to her this week. Love her this week. We can pray for one another without even people knowing. So look at our trees. They're pretty cool. I think they even look better than I thought they would. Thank you. And I have more leaves. I'm going to leave them at the base of the trees. And if during the week you think of something that you would like to add to our trees, to it's, it's kind of like just laying them before God, um, you can. So let's pray to end our time today. God, thank you that we can talk to you. Thank you that it can be really easy. It can be writing something on a leaf. God, I thank you that you care about us and that you want us to remember to talk to you and ask you and that you want to give us good things, lots of good things. Thank you for this time today. Thank you for each person here from the very smallest to the very oldest. Thank you that you see us. Be with us as we go this week. May your light burn inside of us. May the Holy Spirit go with us as we go. Thank you for the rhythm of worshiping you week after week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I kind of like sitting here and speaking. It's very comfortable. <laughs> I might start preaching. No, just kidding. I won't. <laughs> All right. Oh, let's, let's sing the doxology. So stand up so the kids can hear how we end our services. This is how we do it a lot. Not always, but this is how we end it a lot. So um, you can just sing with me. Yeah, we'll do it here. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, you sound good. We'll see you guys next week. Stay and mingle. Talk to people for a while. <laughs>